This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the live edition of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I have my co-host, Charlie, with me. And uh, we have a special guest, Cole Greasaber. Um, I think I said that right. You taught me just like a lightsaber. Yep. All right. So Cole Greasaber, one of the up-and-coming athletes in the CrossFit scene. Uh, He took, you took third at the syndicate crown and we're going to talk about all of that how he got there where he's going next and uh, get to know him a little bit better so cole thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me so first off i got to say you do you do a pretty good job of keeping your footprint off the internet um i guess i'm on it a little bit but i don't really post a lot on my story or post wise no i do not yeah even on the internet what what i found most was um diving information from college recruiting sites (laughs) and uh pole vaulting information that sounds about right yeah i stopped doing high school sports my junior year and um yeah wanted to do CrossFit competitively. So that's where my like high school sports stopped and where I tried CrossFit. So because you're on recruiting sites, I assume that you were pretty good at what you were doing in those events. Um, but I'm assuming that you just didn't have the passion to make it a full-time gig. Um, I would say I possibly could have dove in college. I don't know if I would have been able to pole vault in college necessarily, but yeah. And you spent 10 years as a gymnast before that? Correct. Yeah, I was a gymnast from the age of three to about 13. Yeah. So, so you have the, like, the perfect background for a CrossFit athlete? Uh, besides the weightlifting part, yeah, I got the other boxes checked for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because it's, it's so similar to Danielle Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um. Only you don't have the purple hair or the pink hair or what? <laughs> no. So hey, we're um, still going to the games. We never know. Yeah, roll it that's out. right. <laughs> Might whip that out. Get some purple spikes going for the the games. That'd be a little crazy. I don't know if I could pull that off. I'm not that cool. <laughs> but, yeah. So how much did that background help you when you first started CrossFit? A lot. I think um, so mainly the gymnastics side of things is where I think it helps the most, because from a very young age, I would say probably eight, maybe nine. It was 16 to 20 hours of work in the gym. And um, I think just that being used to that from a young age, kind of just it's pretty similar to what I'm doing now, if you will, this multiple hours on end in the gym. And I mean, it's it's different. There's different movements that we're doing, but I think that that best prepared me for what I'm doing now. Well, I think all three of them are highlight body awareness. Oh, yes. Gymnastics, diving, pole vault. You have to know where your body is at all times and what position it's in. And uh, that has to help tremendously with everything in CrossFit. 
Yeah, I think mainly even on the weightlifting side, the body awareness I think helps. Um, yeah, but especially in the gymnastics because that's you know what I used to do. So yeah, yeah. So what was it that made you? Um, so I know I I saw a podcast you did way back in like nineteen. Um, where you talked about your parents took you to an onboarding class and that's how you s- discovered CrossFit. But at what point did you realize, Hey, this is something I could be pretty good at and I need to focus my energy here. January, 2017 ish. Yeah. That's and what I'd say that happened. What, what happened to make you believe um, I realized that I didn't really want to do pole vaulting or diving in college. And I decided to just spend my time at the gym instead of trying to do three things at once. I just decided to, you know, spend all the time at CrossFit. And was there a love for it right off the bat? Yes. And I think mainly what made me fall in love with it was is I was skinny at the time, like maybe 160 pounds. By the time the CrossFit Games rolled around in 2017, which I qualified for um, as a teenager, I was 190-ish. So PRs for lifting were just across the board. Like It seemed like every day that I walked in the gym, I was able to hit a new PR, which was cool. So that was motivating. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that. My, my background in high school was swimming, and I swam in college briefly. And then when I got into a weight room – and fell in love with like lifting the PRs come like weekly. Right. You know? Yeah. And so it, it's new every week and you just want to get back and, and get back to it and, and improve and improve and improve. For sure. Yeah. It was very rewarding and um, it's definitely not like that now. I'll say things are still awesome, but it's definitely not the PR every day kind of feel. Yeah. Wait till you get to your forties. Then it's, I'm trying not to get hurt as a PR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're fighting for inches and half seconds now, as opposed to <laughs> yeah. like another plate. Right. And I found that like during that time where I was beginning into CrossFit weight PRs came extremely easily. Now the PRs and workouts or just time domains or, you know, certain areas of fitness come by a lot quicker than the strength gains. So yeah. What I found was interesting in that podcast is you you talked about like really focusing on the little things and that was something that really drove you that there were all these little things that you could focus on like transitions and body placement and stuff like that that could help improve everything that you were doing. Yeah, so usually when I'm looking at Metcons I'm trying to find where I can make ground on people and that's those are two of the biggest ones for me. So, yeah. So let's talk about the 2017 games. You you qualify and you get to the games. And I believe like you did better at the games than you did during the qualification process. Correct. I think I was eighth going yeah. in. And I finished in third. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was a pretty magical podium. <laughs> yeah. Based off the start I had, I would say so. Yep. Yeah, well, that and who you were with. Pretty good group, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have Angelo DeChico winning, who's going to the games this year with Part of Mayhem. And you have Guy Mahiros going 
it took second and he's going again uh, from South America. And now you have punched your ticket and you're all back at the games. That's crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, that wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. If you told me that five years ago. It's a good yeah. group. <laughs> that was a pretty amazing group. You know, Angelo had a little journey there uh, that he had to overcome, but it's awesome to see him back as well. For sure. Um, what experience did you gain in that in that year at the games that you have carried with you uh, throughout your career? It's made me hungry. Like I just always want more. And I wouldn't say from like almost being impatient, but just wanting to continue to get better. Like even not even compared to my field, but like looking at the individuals and seeing what they did, um, it really made me want to continue to just only work on CrossFit. And then as you aged up into the open division, what was that transition like for you? Here you are on the podium at the CrossFit Games. As a, at, were you 17 or 18? 17. 17. You age up, and then it takes you, what, you're now 22 or 23? I'm 22, yeah. 22. So takes you almost five years to transition from that success as a teenager to the open division. What has that journey been like? It's been pretty long. I would say I'm not exactly the same person, but in a good way. I think I've really worked on a lot of things about me. That's where how I got to where I am today. My whole entire 2018 season, um, I think about the first six months of it, I couldn't squat. I was dealing with some low back issues. So I wouldn't say there was high expectations going into that season. And there was plenty of capacities that I lacked. 2019, it was kind of, let's just see where I'm at. And I ended up being, I think, top 50 worldwide in the Open that year. And that's kind of when I realized, okay, I, I want to try to make the CrossFit Games again. I want to try to do everything I can to make this happen. And that's kind of where I fell back in love with things. And you did some, like, more like major competitions in 19 that weren't necessarily in the CrossFit season. Like I think you did granite games that year. Correct. And yeah, what did, I was there with Justin. Yeah. And what did you learn as part of your journey competing with the best in the world at that level? I decided I, I was my own coach at the time. Right. So I was doing my own programming pretty much at the gym with everybody else that I could. And I figured out very quickly once I got there that I needed a coach and someone to help support me. Uh, there was plenty of workouts where at the time I only really loved like longer endurance pieces, stuff over 10 minutes. And there was plenty of workouts that weekend that were not 10 minutes long. And yeah, I got my butt kicked on quite a few of them. So I learned about some stuff I need to get better at. And what changes did you, did you make to address those? At the time, that's when I found Brute Strength, and that's when I joined up with them. So, yeah, that's when that happened. So what's weird is on your CrossFit game site, there's no information from for 20 and 21. Did you disappear and go into, like, uh, Rocky four mode in the mountains with the snow, or is it an error on their part? I have two different CrossFit accounts. So we set Fairest. up everything under 
an email account that doesn't exist anymore and a phone number that doesn't exist anymore. So we tried to log back in for, I believe, the 2021 season or 2020 season, and we couldn't get back in. So I just made another account. But yeah. That makes a lot more sense than you like in a cave working out uh, to get better <laughs> for no, two years. Unfortunately, I'm not that cool. No. <laughs> We just pretend and act like that was the story. Okay. Yeah. And I don't get it because we've, you know, we've done a ton of interviews and that seems to happen to a lot of people where they end up with two different accounts on the CrossFit site. Yeah. That that's user error. Like we should have probably set it up under a different email and a different phone number, but that's just where we've got to. Unfortunately, we couldn't remember the password. So then we couldn't reset it. And yeah. Yeah. And it was a, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of the women who get married, they can't get that changed. With oh, I believe that. Like yeah. all of that stuff, so it's crazy. Um, we they need to do better because we need to know about you guys, and it's hard to find the stuff when there's multiple accounts. For sure, yeah. Um, so how? What did? What was? So you took us up through nineteen. Twenty was the COVID year. Did that affect you and your training at all? I had to work out in my garage for six months, so there wasn't a lot of gymnastics going on. Now, at the same time, gymnastics has always been a big strong suit of mine, so I did take advantage of my time, and I did put on a lot of strength then. So I did the best with what I had. Yeah, Yeah, and how did you finish that year through all the the open and – so I finished, I want to say third, top 40 in the open, um, something around there. And I went to Mayhem, and I think I finished around 20th out of 30 people. Then I went to Atlas Games and was there, and that's when COVID hit. I will say that um, I was really looking forward to Atlas, and I was excited, and it just unfortunately did not happen. But Yeah, yeah that that was the end of it all. Yeah. Official lockdown the night before Atlas. Um, yeah. I was I was at Mayhem. That was one of the most unique events I've ever been a part of or seen. I was actually a volunteer for that event. Um, I loved the intimate setting. And what did that feel like as an athlete being so close to the the crowds and your competition because it was what only five lanes yeah it depended upon the event but there was not a lot of lanes maybe seven tops uh it was it was unique i thought it was pretty cool the fans were really close the floor layout was amazing for every event i thought it was a really well put on event yeah yeah if if that storm wouldn't have ripped through on saturday i think it would have been a lot better and they had those they had those rep counters that you could see except for they didn't work because of the storms. Okay. And that would have been a a cool innovation that they were trying out where there was going to be television screens all around the floor where you could see your reps and where you stood in the, in the placing. That would have been really cool because semifinals currently doesn't do that. I don't think like even the live stream doesn't. So I think that's only at the games currently. So that would have been, yeah, ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 
Rich being an athlete, he was trying to make it the ultimate athlete experience from things that he wanted to do. Um, do you think he succeeded with that as much as he could? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he did an amazing job. That was one of the coolest events I've ever been to. So COVID comes, you go through that, and then then we get a partial breakout in 21. Um, did you did you go to semifinals last year? I did. I did Atlas Games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were online for that again. Yeah. And then we go into the 22 season, and finally you're going to get to compete in front of a crowd again. Yep, so it's been, you know, over two years. But, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> and you go to Syndicate. Um, what was it like getting back out on the floor? Did you have to, like, kind of relearn either having blinders on or being more aware of your competitors around you? I would say after competing and like looking through everything, what I could have done better, what I could have done worse, I probably should have kept the blinders on for longer, but I was surprised with myself and how self-aware I became, especially in events two and four with like reading where I need to be and event six, but yeah. Yeah. Um, event six, you finished yeah, six in that one. Right. I definitely feel like there might have, I might, I could have pushed the pace a little bit more at the same time. I did not want to no rep on a sandbag clean or a squat snatch or missing a rep on the squat snatch. So I looked around, realized who I needed to be in front of to qualify for the CrossFit games. And I made sure to be in the correct spot at the correct time. That was my goal going into that. So dur- during the team to open, did you go to college? Yeah, so I went to Longview Community College for two years. I have my associates in arts. I just didn't know what I wanted to major in. So that whole 21 season, I worked part-time slash trained full-time. And then are you now a full-time athlete? I would say so, yes. I uh, coach Friday nights up gym and then i just got off work today but it's just side hustle stuff like i don't work more than 10 hours a week it's very minimal stuff how has that helped you prepare um for what you're trying to accomplish as far as working or just like full-time being full-time i have a lot more time to recover eat so that I don't have to eat all my food at 10 o'clock at night and then go to bed, which was a theme in college. But um, it allows me to get more out of every day. I would put it that way. And since you mentioned like eating and recovery, um, how much has that changed since uh, you've been on this journey? From the start, I like 2017, I did not like carbs at all. And like at the end of my 2018 season is when I started eating a lot more. And from then I about 215. Now I was 190 pounds then. So I would say I've done a lot better at knowing how to feel myself for workouts. And I've had the help of M2 performance and Jenny Sharp. They've done great for me. And yeah, that's where I came from. Yeah. Charlie was just talking to Mike Malloy last night. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we're very familiar with them too. So you've put on fifty-five pounds essentially since your start of your 
journey. Yeah, here. I would say I was maybe 165 pounds. That's yeah. being very generous in January 2017. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, so I go to Christy O'Connell's gym. Okay. And, and she's with M2 as well. And she switched to them, I think, right before the games last year. And her dishes of food went from like this to this massive thing because of how much food that they were making her eat. I believe that. Yeah, I'm above 4K right now in calories. So I, I can see that with games training coming up. That sounds about right. So. Dang. That's crazy. So what about like sleep and um, other types of recovery? I'm very basic. Uh, I don't, I do my best to get to bed around nine to 10 every night, but as far as recovery things, I'm pretty minimal for the most part. I will stretch if something's extremely sore and, um, usually have like a 15 minute daily protocol that I like to do for myself. But other than that, not much at all going on. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot like Charlie, only I'm sure he's not as flexible as you are. No. <laughs> yeah, at Charlie's age, um, he needs that. He needs more of like an hour-long protocol every day. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't do any of it. Five minutes, I'm like, I got to do something else. Yeah. So you go through this journey, and then at what point do you say, um, I'm going to try this proven track? At the end of the 2021 season, I kind of made the choice to do so. I think it was around August, and it's been a very awesome crew. Um, I wasn't sure exactly what I was getting into, as in, like, I didn't know if I would be able to train with Tia or if I would be remote, but um, I've been able to go down there a few times, and I'm actually going down there Monday to train, and I'm super excited. It's an awesome crew. So do you have a specific coach that you work with like nick or yeah nick johnston is my coach okay yeah they're yeah, all um, three of my coaches but yes nick yeah. writes my daily programming yeah yeah we we love nick nick is a huge friend of the show and uh, he has been touting you for a very long time yeah i think ever since you signed with them he's like watch out for this kid i appreciate him he's he's done a lot for me in this past year it's been awesome and I noticed that um, you you did a big thank you to him on Instagram, and you said that he's your dog. Yep, that's what we go by. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick is the dog. I love that. Um, what has what what is the biggest change since you've gone to Proven? I would say the biggest difference between that and what I was doing was just the amount of volume and where I was spending my energy. Um, Compared to what I was doing in the previous year, it's a lot more volume and it's in areas that I thought I was good at in the past, but we have continued to work and work and work and I'm getting better in areas that I needed to by doing so. So it's been awesome. So with that, so when you went there, the, the times that you've gone, would you say that that competing against, I don't know if you were there with Will or, or Tia and all those guys at the time, um, did that help in terms of your competition this time to say, okay, well, 
I can hang with these guys and they're already, Will's already in. So let's kind of make that easier for you. Oh, I think that being with that crew is awesome. Every time I go there, I feel like I take things back home that I didn't know before. It's a really awesome crew. It's really cool to have three different coaches eyes on you and being able to talk to Tia, Saxon, Brooke, will afterwards ask their opinion on things and how i can improve so and just even like watching them do the workouts because sometimes i'll go like in a prior heat if you will or i'll do the workout before and then i'll watch them and i'll see what they did differently to me and i'll just take that knowledge and the next time we do a workout similar i do my best to implement that so so let me ask you this uh we we had jack farlow on who trains with emma lawson uh, right before the okay. Atlas games. And he was saying by training with her, it's awesome. And, and to get that push and they become really tight as training partners. But when she's really, really good at something, there's times where he thinks he sucks and, and then turns, turns to come to find out he's actually pretty good at it. He's just not as good as her. Oh, you know? I go through that a lot when I go there. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Uh, all, all of them are insane. They're all really, really good and all around the board too, because that's usually how proven writes their programming. So there's not a lot of holes. And, you know, if you do end up edging out someone in a workout, it wasn't by accident because they're all really, really good at what they do. Yeah. Cause I can imagine working out with Tia, like she's going to smoke the, oh, the group, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, she is the greatest CrossFit athlete of all time. Yeah. Saxon also does a number on me. So does Will. So does Brooke. So, yeah. Yeah. That's got to be, that's just insane. When you meant, when you roll off those names, it's just insanity to me. Yeah. They all train there full time. It's, it's quite the group. <laughs> there's Wait, three coaches there present most of the time. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of knowledge going around and that's yeah, an awesome crew. Cause I've worked out with Christy maybe three times and I'll be on round two of a six round workout and she's done. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I am not in that league at all. Um, but I also wanted to talk to you about will. So you were at syndicate, you got your third place um, podium finish at syndicate but then your teammate comes back from 80 points down to lock up that last position. Yep. What was that like as a team? Cause I know like there was good representation from your team there at syndicate. What was that like afterwards? That was awesome. I, um, going in the last day, I knew it probably wasn't likely that it would happen. But with that being said, I knew both the events would be good for him. Sure. There's two kilometers of rowing in event five, but at the same time, Will is very good at chest to bar and thrusters. And he did exactly what he needed to do on both workouts. And it was awesome to see him finish and give him a hug afterwards. So was I can't wait a, to be back there. Was there like a big celebration afterwards? A little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I think they all went out and had a few drinks, um, but yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I did. I mean, that's probably the biggest comeback at a semifinal ever. Uh, that was, it was quite the comeback. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think so the only good. thing, 
Go ahead, Charlie. So do you guys like like if the the females go first um, and let's say Brooks there, do you guys does she come back and kind of talk to you guys about, hey, here's here's how I see this breaking down differently than what we had talked about before? Do you guys are kind we, of communicate that way? Or are we talking about coaches? during competition or yeah, during, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Nick more so does that. So okay. when I was at Syndicate, I think Paulina was competing and then another girl. I can't think of her first name, but Swindle. I th- Meredith. Meredith. Meredith Swindle. Yep, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think those were the two girls competing. I did hear some stuff here and there to look out for. But for the most part, everything at Syndicate was pretty straightforward. Um, okay. But yeah, they they do do a good job of letting me know what times other heats are getting, letting me know how I can maximize my performance. So, yeah. And just so our listeners know, you actually still live in Missouri. Um, Correct. right. And then yep. you, you occasionally go to Nashville to, to work out with the team when you're there kind of up to piggyback what Charlie said and you're, you're training, how much debrief happens after a workout with the group? Normally, a fair amount. I think mainly what it is for me is what they've realized is that I don't spend, I spend almost all my time working out alone. I do not spend a lot of time working out with others. So when I go there, seeing how I react when people are ahead of me or when I'm in front, how do I handle that and how do I still put up my best time? Because when I compete at the CrossFit Games in a couple months, I'm not going to be alone. There will be at least, you know, heats of 10 doing events most likely. So realizing how I can handle putting out my best performance while I'm the only one out there is what we're looking for. So this is your first trip back since going as a teenager. What did you, do you think it's helped you that you've been there as a teenager before coming back? Um, Or do you think it's just going to be like a rookie season all over? Um, I feel like the experience I got the 2017 games was valuable and it made me want to get back here. I will say that the 15 events or 16 events that are probably coming up at the CrossFit games are going to be very tough. And I think that that experience helped me. So I know you're a diver. Um, how is your swimming? Ah, <laughs> um, it's improved quite a bit. It's still probably not going to beat Tia, (laughs) but (laughs) I continuously work on it. And it's actually been one of those things in the last year where it was like every single time I got in the pool, I got better. Like we would, you know, try certain intervals of things and it was like, oh, you got closer, you got closer, you completed it. Then you, you know, PR your 500 meter by a few seconds and you realize, oh, I'm a lot closer to my goal than I thought I was. So it's been awesome being in the water more. And then I got to ask about the odd objects. You know, they're going to get brought out at the CrossFit Games and sometimes Rogue brings something you've never seen before. Um, Are you looking forward to that? Do you think that's in your wheelhouse or something you're going to have to adapt to? It depends on what that object is, but assuming that it is like more strongman, because I think that's what you're talking about. I I do like that. Yeah, rather or, than like raw strength. That's or like they brought out the snail and the pig and the um, 
the the sled that like rocket sled i don't know if you remember that the flip sled no or... this was back in like 16. it was a really low kind of um aerodynamic sled they call oh, it the sled yeah yeah i i think i would enjoy that we will see though i'm we got plenty of training going on until the games i'm sure i will touch something of the sorts in the coming weeks so yeah, that, as a fan, that's my favorite to see how you guys adapt to whatever they bring that's new, and uh, and how quickly that happens. We will see. I uh, I look forward to trying similar things and doing my best to prepare. Yeah, last year they had the pig and the uh, the Icelandic stone, the the Hufusel stone, or I probably said that butchered it to heck, but. Um, it was like a big sandbag in the shape of, uh, like a rock. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. That didn't seem to bother the, that didn't seem to bother too many people. I actually, uh, the gym that proven trains at actually has one and, uh, I got to play around with it. I like it more than the normal 200 pound bag. Actually, it's probably because I have really long arms, but yeah, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. You get to just hug in there, right? Yep. It's great. So um, how many people are coming to the games to watch you? I think I know my family is. So that's me. It's not me. My mom, my dad, my brother. And I think we have my girlfriend coming as well. A close family friend is going to take pictures. I'm not sure for who yet, but he did a lot of the stuff. Um, for my Instagram page at syndicate, which was pretty cool. Um, there's a few people that said, Oh yeah, we're going, but I don't know if they've got tickets yet. So I would say probably 10 more than what I just said. That'd be a guess. Are they a pretty loud cheer squad? I would say so. Yeah. I can definitely pick out their voices. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know my mom embarrassed me on a good number of occasions at events, uh, just by how loud she yelled. Um, hopefully you're not embarrassed by anything like that. No, uh, maybe in the past, but I have gotten used to it now. I really appreciate it. So, yeah. And good thing 17 was in Madison. So it's even the same location you were at back then. Um, you kind of know the terrain. So what, I want to ask you following the games, what are, what are your plans? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. I plan on just probably taking a week or two off and then getting right back into it and seeing what went wrong at the CrossFit games and how I can fix it or not even wrong, but what didn't go as planned and why it didn't happen. So, yeah. So at like 22, it, you're, pretty much living in the moment, right? You're not planning your whole career yet. That seems pretty accurate. I'm worried about, I am worried about tomorrow and training. And I think it'll probably stay that way as far as I do CrossFit. So yeah, just worried about how I can do the best I can at training. So then we go to the CrossFit games that that's all I could do is worry about the next day, the next event. And yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a good thing. You don't want to, you don't want to worry about tomorrow when you still can enjoy today. I right? wouldn't call it enjoy. I'd, I'd call it getting better, but yes, <laughs> lots of focus, but yeah. Yeah. But that. it'll be those memories you look back on that you're going to cherish at some point. 
And you want to make sure that you know you you're you're present for all of that. For sure. Yeah. Well, Cole, this has been a blast. Um, I'm so glad you jumped on with us. Um, we wish you good luck. We'll be there cheering you on. Uh, we'll probably get a couple pictures of you as well. Uh, if we get any good ones, we'll send them to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch for sure. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.